There's only one thing missing in life, and that's you. That's you. That's you. That is you. Hey, Goju Nation. You know where this podcast time, and as I always say, every time I start one of these things, a melody pops in my head, and I just kind of express it, knowing that my voice is the most horrible voice on planet Earth. Um, that is my favorite song right now by Lucky Day. That's you. If you have not appreciated, absolutely download it, download it, download it immediately. You need it in your life. And how are we, Goju Nation, as I'm podcasting? We got some noise in the background. We're going to ignore that, though, right? Industry rule number 4080, December edition, holiday edition. Hope you are being fed emotionally, mentally, and spiritually to move you forward. Uh, For those who are not, I am here. For those who need it, I am here. For those who aren't here, you are lost. But here we go. You got me by myself. You know what that means. You get something qualified, verified, and certified. Um, I got some guests coming up pretty soon, and we'll do those, and we'll get some more into you, man. But I I know I've been away for a little bit, excuse me, and I wanted to get right with you guys and get us back on track. So we probably should do this right away, right? Should we do it right away? We're going to do it right away. All right. The cute, the cute, the cute. DQ, qualify, qualify, qualify. What is a thousand percent unequivocally absolutely qualified starts here. Uh, 1969 is the year where they lowered the pitching mound five inches due to the previous year where Denny McLean and Bob Gibson had these stellar pitching years where they were just unhittable. 20-plus complete games, over 20 wins. I know Bob Gibson had less than uh, 10 losses that year. I think Denny McClain may have as well. But it was a watershed moment because it just showed the dominance of the pitches. um, And that needed to be altered. So it's been about 50 years since we've had a major change in that sense. And um, I want to say probably every 50 years there's a paradigm shift in sports or specific sports. But I wanted to bring up three. That speak to what we're dealing with right now as sports landscape is changing right in front of your eyes. Um, This past year, Major League Baseball, um, you had eight seconds to deliver the pitch to the mound. No more staring each other down. No more uh, taking up time and extending the length of games. You have eight seconds to get that ball and throw that ball. Otherwise, you will either be penalized a ball and if you were a batter holding things up, you would penalize the strike. It was very, very successful. But that's the first time that we've had something like that, like I said, since the lowering of the mound back in 1969. A paradigm shift of that magnitude. Well received. Cut down the length of baseball games approximately about 30 minutes. Um, even with the increase of stolen bases, another rule change uh, where you couldn't throw relentlessly back to first base when a pitcher or batter was um, a batter or a runner was on base. Um, you get two shots at it. If you don't catch him, 
um, that he's off and running. And that increased stolen bases a lot, too, which increased the pace of the game and speed of the game and somewhat excitement of the game of baseball. But um, that paradigm shift is something that would have never even been thought of even 10 years ago. And now it is here in real time and definitely will be a part of what baseball is doing moving forward. No change in sight coming there as it's been embraced and it has been appreciated. So baseball has made one major change, altering what tradition has stated over their lifetime. Basketball, NBA just completed their first in-season tournament. Um, that is something that is beyond far-fetched to have a tournament in season rather than postseason or in addition to postseason. Um, that is something they borrow from soccer over in Europe um, where they would have in-season tournaments and you would get a champion in the middle of the season and it would literally uh, parallel uh towards what would happen with the actual championship cup winning that in-season tournament there was some benefits there that you would receive by winning the tournament that helped you out there now they did not do that because it was the inaugural season of the in-season basketball tournament for the nba but it did do one thing for show for show it absolutely increased the visibility the awareness and the caring of the game earlier in the season because normally basketball starts when the world series comes into play so nobody's paying attention then it runs smack dab parallel with the nfl and the nfl is king and it gets a little bit of shine during christmas but it really doesn't get its real light until after the super bowl which is february season starts in october october february, seven, January. So that's almost five it's almost more than half of the season is completed before its sole attention can be focused on then it has to fight with march madness so it gets to be a little bit tough but um then in season tournament did raise the profile the players in the tournament the teams in the tournament played their behinds off they played like there was something to play for they did not kind of go through the motions as if it's a regular season so they did play with a level of intensity and um between the uniform changes and the stadium floor changes i'm not saying that was necessary but it added some, you know, panache to the situation. But the in-season tournament concept is something that would have never been thought of, again, at, at almost 10 years ago. But it looks like it's going to be a staple, major paradigm shift to raise the profile uh, for um, NBA, National Basketball Association. Football. There has been an inordinate, inordinate, whatever the word is. They have OD'd. <laughs> as a friend of mine would say, on these penalty calls this season. And it all pertains to calls that increase the speed of the game, keeps the quarterback upright, although there's been a myriad of injuries in the NFL with quarterbacks this year, and keep the ball moving forward as this has become a passing sport less than a, than a running sport. It used to be balanced and you know, good balanced offense with a tough defense would win the day. But now it's a passing league and you need a quarterback with a passing league and you need the quarterbacks to not get hurt because they're name brand and we want the name players to be seen and heard because being that football is such a physical sport, people get injured, but yet nobody wants to hear that. They come to see um, Josh Allen play. They come to see Patrick Mahomes play. They do not want to see Patrick Mahomes walking off the field with an injury. Um so that entertainment aspect of penalties, especially around the quarterback and the off and against the offense, has heightened to a significant level to keep the play moving and to keep the quarterback upright. 
Why do I bring these three things up um, with the major sports in the U.S.? Because they're fighting the disposable income dollar in an ADHD attention span society. Um, some people rather binge watch Yellowstone than watch an NBA game. Some people would rather play Call of Duty for two hours than watch a Major League Baseball game. Some people would rather go shopping and spend their money there um, or binge watch a series of movies than deal with the NFL. So sports has now become a marketing entity that's fighting against the other disposable income entities. And they want to stay in the game. And they also want you to keep your eyes on the TV because that brings advertising dollars to the TV, um, to whatever you're viewing. But... Um, between these streaming systems and between these video games and between these other entities, uh, sports is fighting an uphill battle. So they're now trying to make it easier for the fan to appreciate the game, which to be truthfully, truthfully honest, on a small level is compromising the integrity of these games, but yet is keeping the entertainment value relevant so people will, so people will watch these games. I am not saying I agree. I am not saying I disagree. I'm just stating the facts because, like I tell you, when you come here to Gotham Jungle and you listen to Industry Rule number 4080, you will walk away and say, didn't know that. Hmm. Should be looking at that now. I appreciate that. And thank you for sharing something that you hear that you may not hear anyplace else. So that's just the three major sports here in the U.S. and how they have adapted things that may not have happened, as I say, close to 10 years ago to keep up with the other entities of disposable income when it comes to entertainment. And that, that is 1,000%. Oh, I forgot one. And this is a bigger one, too. Let me add this one in. NIL, name, image, and likeness proceeds. They just made a pass, some type of bill or some type of agreement where it no longer has to be from outside entities outside of the college. The colleges themselves can now start paying these athletes. You got female athletes that are playing basketball, college basketball, like young lady at Iowa, young lady at SSU. They're making over $2 million plus in NIL name, image, likeness deals with brands like Gatorade, brands like Pepsi, brands like, you know, you know, Coca-Cola, all those TV, all these TV ads. And then be, uh, the college football players, the volleyball players, they're all getting NIL money. Something that did not exist 10 years ago. Had to exist because when you uh, sell out a stadium of 100,000 people and they're paying money on TV to watch the games to see these college players play, there is some level of, cons uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, where they need to get paid. Okay, there's some level of compensation that needs to be recognized, and it's now here. Now, it's out the gate, okay? It's out the gate. That, that Pandora's box is wide open, broken, ripped in half, and there's nothing you could do about it now. And these kids are making way too much money. They're, some of them are making more money than players in the actual pro sports are making. That's just what it is. Truth is truth. But that's another one that's been a major change that has happened in society in the major sports that we did not see happening before that is happening now. Name, image, and likeness payments that are going to these college athletes. These kids are in college making millions of dollars before they even make it to the pros. Again, to maintain their image, to maintain their marketing status, and to maintain their place in society and not fall down the list of the other major areas where people are spending their disposable income. That is qualified, qualified. Qualified. The Q, the Q, 
Now the V, the V, the V, the V, and this is what is verified. You know I like to make them left turns. Skirt. You know I like to make them left turns. Skirt. Here we go. Now we always speak about this every year, but it's worth bringing up every year. Okay. The holidays could be a tough time for those that don't have. We always see the pictures and the images of the haves. But sometimes the have-nots need to be very much focused on as well too. So first and foremost, as you're checking on your world, just check on your friends and make sure that they are emotionally and mentally stable and they're okay. Because it could be a very depressive time um, when you don't have, you don't have means, um, you don't have family members around that have been around before. Uh, times is changing, traditions change. Uh, you may be an empty nester and the kids don't come home as much. I'm just saying that as much as a jolly holly time of the year, it also could be a very depressing time of the year. So check on your friends and don't just say, hey, how you doing? Say, how are you doing? What's going on with your spirit? What's going on with your mental? How's your mental feeling? You know, And make sure you gravitate towards your friends and make sure they're okay because it is that time of the year. And that is one part of Verified. And here are some of the contributing factors to why you should check on those that catch the winter blues or the holiday blues, as we'll call it, for this faction. Okay, How about you just don't have the money? You may have kids, um, plural kids, and they want things, and things are expensive, and you might be on a tight budget or something may have happened with your job and you may not have it. So not having the money uh, for your loved ones, spouse, whatever, that could be very much upsetting and bringing you to a place, this place of not being okay. Um a lot of times people go into debt over the holidays, try to make people happy. They, they go into debt in December, don't come out of it to September, October, and then it's the holidays all over again because they're trying to make their world happy and make their kids happy and they end up spending money they don't have and they go into debt during the holidays. That can also contribute to them being depressed or you know, having the winter blues, the holiday blues. Um, also this time of year, God forbid, you know, it's always tough when you lose a loved one or a person close to you, but it's even that much more tough or tougher um, when they pass during the holidays. Because every time the holidays come, it's a redundant, consistent reminder, more so than just a you know anniversary or stuff like that. And, and if you have to sit with it and you have memories of being with those people during the holidays, they're no longer there, um, that hits you different. It hits different. Um, so that needs to be respected and understood as well, too, that um, they could be going through the holiday blues because they're reminded of the people that have passed. Um, one other one. And I'm going to sit here and I'm not going to lie to you. Um, this has happened to me enough times. And so that way I can relate to this one directly. And sometimes just running around, whether you're working or you're taking care of things, you, you might look to the left, look to the right and say, hey, hold on. Just realize I'm by myself for the holidays. And being alone for the holidays absolutely sucks because you can't sing jingle bells by yourself to yourself. Okay. You only drink so much eggnog as it is. So um, being alone on the holidays could also contribute to being, uh, being, um, you know, frustrated or being upset or you know being depressed you know that those things come into play as well too so look out for your friends in that sense as well too um how about family traditions uh, there's been a lot of family traditions that you may have had when you were young i remember when i was young um you know my uh, other half of my family is bayesian and uh we would go to my grandmother's house and we would all play the whole family i'm talking about we would be i'm not lying we'd be 30 deep between both sides of the family on that type of thing. Me and my brother and my sister and stuff. We would go to grandmother's house. And one of our traditions was we used to play Pekino. Okay, we would play Pekino for pennies. And I was very good at it. 
And I would be a tradition we would do every single year. It would be a round table of eight Pequino cards and corners, center, the whole thing. Pequino is, uh, for those that don't know, that's a Bayesian staple. That would be the equivalent of dominoes in Jamaica. Uh, be the equivalent of spades in a blapping. So recognizing that traditions that may end over time can also bring about uh, a level of disdain or depression or being upset during the course of the holidays as well, too. So that you must keep in mind as you check on your friends as well, too. Um, lastly, economic change is also something that has to kind of be taken in consideration. Um, they showed videos like 10 years ago how people would bombard stores on Black Friday and how people would be fighting over TVs and stuff. But this year has been a little bit more crickets this year because people are buying stuff online and picking up or having it delivered. You know, Amazon is huge within that type of stuff and just delivery systems in general. Um, that's something that wasn't here 10 years ago or something that's here now. And it has made Black Friday turn into a Black Friday week and Tech Monday turn into a Tech Monday week. Um, but what can be a little bit upsetting is that the exercise of actually going Christmas shopping, the exercise of being in the store looking for the actual gift that you want to give for your loved one and make it a special moment for that person in time. Um, that's been taken away from us a little bit with this online shopping frenzy and how things are happening. That could also contribute to just not doing things traditionally again that upset and take away from, you know, what could be pretty something pretty special. So, um, Shopping traditions may have changed as well. So uh, it's just verified that the holiday depression exists. Uh, holiday blues exist. And just check on your friends and your loved ones to make sure that you're okay. And take these things in consideration. That maybe some of the contributing factors that we have that may play into this scenario. That's the V, the V, the V, the V, the V, the V. Next left turn is the C, the C, the C. To see. So let's see what is certified. Certified, certified, certified. Yeah, I've been really binging on London's Way on YouTube. Um, he and a, a couple of his friends have these gold digger seeking videos where they meet women and the women see them in a down state and they give them they don't give them the time of day. And then when they walk away and they see it, they walk off in a very expensive car. They come running back. Literally, some of them are running back to be seen and be heard, to be a part of their lives now. So they didn't like them when they was walking. But the second they see what car they're driving, they're all in. And they basically just, you know, drill them and figure them out for gold diggers. Some of them are not gold diggers, but I would say if there's 10 videos, nine of them are gold diggers. And that brought me to thinking about just how... There's an accountability that women don't see when it comes to what their role is. I've said this to women all through the years. And, you know, this might be my inner Kevin Samuels coming out, but it's really true. You know, men are reminded every single day why they are dogs and why they should act a certain way and how they're not respectful of the women and things they do wrong. So they're called dogs all the time. And women will preach the gospel on how men are dogs. But women have no idea. No idea or concept why they're called a bitch. And they don't even like the word bitch. To say the word bitch is offensive. But they don't recognize they contribute significantly to why they are called a bitch. And I'm going to bring up a couple examples of how that is. And that's for I'm going to leave certified. So get in the DMs. At Gotham Jungle. Hit me up on IG. Get mad. Get glad. I got a good friend that I will call the RZA. Okay. 
She has said this phrase and I love it and I keep it to this day. Matter of fact, put on a cape and be super mad for all I care. But this is a thousand percent certified. No arguing, no backing down. It is what it is. One of my boys works at a job and it's not necessarily a high profile job. It's a nine to five. It answers the mail. It covers the bills. And he works in this environment with, I want to say majority women, but probably more women than men on the job. Okay. And the women at his job, respectfully, they just are not his type. There's nothing wrong with them. They haven't done anything wrong to him. They just aren't his type. But yet, three to four women, I'm, no, I'm wrong, five women plus have asked him out to lunch to graciously get to know him better. Quiet, just doing his job. He has respectfully said no to all five. Okay. And they've asked him plural times, like these five women have asked him more than once. And again, he has respectfully just declined. No issue with them, doesn't dislike them, they're just not his type. So he has declined. Okay? And they have considered him the unattainable female at the job. The word female is an analogy. No different to the pretty girl on the job that everybody asks out. And she says no to everybody. So they're trying to figure out what is the deal with this girl. So it's the same thing with my boy. They're trying to figure out what is the deal with him. Does he, does, why, why is he saying no to everybody? Okay. Now, sidebar. Okay. And this is his words to me. The visuals on these five women plus, are uh, they range from Jabba the Hutt to Morocco Mole. As Chris Russo would say, look him up, Morocco Mole. So basically, when the Jessica Rabbit appears to work on a job, new employee, or the one that is his type appears on the job, he breaks the initiative, takes the initiative, and asks her out. Or asks, asks, I always get that messed up on my lingo. He asks her out. And basically, the other female go to her and tell her, he couldn't have asked you out. He, he, he couldn't have asked you out because he's gay. And so the girl said, he's gay. Yeah, he's gay. We all asked him out and he turned us all down. He must be gay. That's why he turned us down. No, he turned you down because he don't like you. And y'all cannot wrap your head around the concept that he does not like you. It has to be something's wrong with him. It can't be that he's not, that you're not his type. It has to be something is wrong with him. Mind you, if it's the other way around, the woman could do this 10 times the Sunday and, and shut down every man and say he's not their type. And we have to live with it. But if a woman gets turned down, oh no, there's something wrong with him. It could not be. And the bottom line was he just was not attracted to those other women. But he found one he was attracted to when he dealt with her. And they just could not stand it to the point of where they talked bad about him and said he must be gay. And also two of those females tried to put him up on a harassment charge saying that he was being vocal and threatening towards them and raising his voice again because he would not accept their advances. Absolutely unequivocally, positively, the B, the B, the B in the word bitch. Crazy pants. Crazy pants. Crazy pants. Second example of how women aren't accountable. Another cipher tangential relationship. 
we'll call her Pearl. Pearl has been recently divorced from her husband and for reasons that he had done her wrong. And Pearl is now approaching some of her golden years. Let's just say she's over 45. Okay. Pearl decides to hit up a friend of mine named Jacques and basically tells Jacques, hey, how you doing? You know what happened with me and my husband? We're no longer together. We're divorced, et cetera, et cetera. But let me ask you a question. This is Pearl talking to Jacques. Text message, by the way. She says, are you and your current wife in an open relationship? Because if you are, I would like to invite myself into your relationship so I could service you and service her. What? What? She basically asks Jacques if Jacques' marriage, he's newly remarried, by the way, is an open relationship because she, formerly married, would like to have a threesome with Jacques and his new wife. And tells Jacques, I caught you looking at me. And I was flattered because I saw you. I knew you liked what you saw. She spoke with that much confidence. That much confidence. That was going to happen. Jacques says to him, excuse me, says to her, I am not interested in doing that in any way, shape or form. I repeat, I am not interested in that in any way, shape or form. And neither is my wife. So you can stop with that, Pearl. It's just not going to happen. Okay. Pearl says, well, your wife is very pretty. She looks like she might be bi. You sure she's not interested? The man just said no. But Pearl is inserting what she wants to insert to try to pull this together. Now, Pearl for her age is not an unattractive woman, but Pearl for her age is absolutely assuming a lot without recognizing what's going on. So Jacques shuts her down again and says, no, 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 thank you. I'm fine. And by the way, you know, good luck with your new your new life. I understand, you, you know, your husband did something wrong to you, but God bless you. I still support you. We're still friends. Just a hard no on this situation. Pearl decides to call Jacques 45 minutes later to confirm that what she saw on text was not misconstrued, that she wanted to go at it again. She shot her shot a second time, thinking her voice and her sending some photos. Yes, those type of photos would answer the mail and change his mind. Jacques, being the man of conviction that he is, still shut her down. But there's the word, the letter I in the word bitch. Didn't I tell you no? Didn't I give you a good reason why no? Didn't I tell you that my spouse would absolutely not be with this? So why are you pushing this issue as if you did not hear or did not read your text message communication? You hear it verbally. What is going to come to my front door next and ask her yourself? What can't you not hear about no? What can't you hear about the word no? What can't you not hear about the word no? Because when the man texts the woman that many times with this type of proposition, imagine that, that would be crazy punts, crazy punts. And imagine if he called her a half hour later saying, I'm just doubling down on what I sent you. You sure you don't want to get down with me and my wife? He would be harassing her. He would be harassing her. But it was okay for Pearl to do her damn thing with Jacques and act as if she ain't doing, as she ain't doing anything wrong. Absolute bullshit. And that is absolutely, positively certified. That drives me bananas. As Chris Russo would say, that bothered me. 
Accountability on the woman's side of the fence has to be as reciprocal as they would like it to be when they turn down men, tell men no, and not turn into a gossip fodder when it's uh, when it's their turn. Oh, he must be gay. Or try to push an, uh, your agenda onto somebody else saying, you sure you want to do this? After the person said no. Straight crazy. That is the C. Verified. Certified. Qualified. Verified. Qualified. Certified. Sports is changing. First time in 50 years these paradigm shifts going on. That is what's qualified. Verified. Stay close to your family and your friends. It could be a very depressing system, season Excuse me, during this holiday season. And your friends may need you more than they know. And I gave you some reasons why you need to pay attention to that. Certified. Accountability on the female side needs to step up and be there and be present. And stop acting as if you could do what you want to do and say what you want to say. Like it's just okay. And if you don't get your way, you're going to raise accusations, attack a man's character, or just bang down the front door and say, here I am, look at me, you've got to want this. That is straight assumption bullshit. Especially for a man of strength, a man of character, and a man of virtue. Straight, straight BS. Half hour session for you go, Jude Nation. All threads, X, Facebook, IG, YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts. I'm missing a couple, but I'm growing and growing. We're getting there. We're getting there. This is industry rule number 4080. My name is Tally. Happy holidays. Stay close to those who love you. And remember this, light and darkness cannot exist at the same time. So if you must choose one, choose the light. This is Tally. Enjoy. I'll talk to you soon.